0: Hey, buddy, Megrover31 back here for FSI DFS. Friday, got a pretty decent slate here 13 games. So, yesterday we had a split slate, and the early slate, I was cruising, taking down a GPP. I had Gilbert. I had a nice little Oakland stack with, um, with some White Sox and with um, Seattle, and I had almost all the home runs. I was going well. Oakland was up 5-4 in the 10th inning. I thought just three outs, and I got this. And then bottom of the 10th, Mensis from Washington hits a three-run homer, and I just fall in standing. So still made a couple hundred. So it wasn't a total loss. And the evening went well also because – we've been talking recently, you know, and, and that's why I really appreciate your comments. Uh, Richie B um, earlier in the week, you know, said, you know, we're, we keep on talking about like high price pitchers and they just keep on letting us down for like five straight slates. So then we said, okay, well, let's, let's look at who's in the middle of range um, that we, we can play. So yesterday I faded Woodruff. I played strider. Cause I, I thought he had a decent matchup and um, I actually stacked Arizona in my strider line there. And, You know, they they actually won five nothing and would have struggled and it was actually um, came out pretty decent. So uh, so I think that's going to be kind of the theme today. We have a couple guys to pay up for, but um, I think I like some of these mid-range guys. So let's just go through all the games and and talk about them quickly. So uh, because, again, on a 13 game slate, you have a lot of options. So we'll talk about uh, places where we can, um, you know, it's nice because there's not really any chalky belts. There's a couple Offenses in really good spots today, and um, and a couple pitchers too. But I think there's a lot of variety on the slate that you shouldn't see many ties and should be wide open tonight. So uh, first game we have is Oakland and Baltimore. Um, JP Spears against Dean Kramer. Not sure Spears. Kramer could be interesting. He's a little k little walk guy. Uh, Oakland has been hidden well, decently or decently recently. So early in the morning still um and looking at some of these guys like murphy and brown and langer their catcher there shea um bats like fifth or sixth he's been really um decent got some power garcia i think had like 30 home runs in the minors last year he might be hitting his first base um minimum priced on on dk I, i know you really don't want to sacrifice your first base spot but we're um potentially going to be talking about stacking Boston tonight and I know um like usually first base is kind of weak in their lineup you know there's I'd rather take like some other players there Uh Dahlbeck is definitely a decent guy and can uh, put up some runs and has um I think he has the splits advantage there I think they're up against the lefty so uh but you know if if you are playing them, it, this might kind of work out nice as a contrarian stack to get the pitching and you want. So I, th- I think that's where we're at with um, Oakland is that they make some really nice fill-ins or maybe like a mini stack. I wouldn't full stack them. Uh, I mean, you could, if you want to do that, pay up for pitching, and then you probably could get three decent one-offs there. Uh, Kramer and the, the weather's going to be decent for hitting here in, um, in Baltimore. Baltimore on the other side. I don't mind them either. Like McKenna's is decent leading off here against the lefty at only 2K. Uh, so, I mean, that's like uh, almost a free square there if you need a really cheap outfielder. And then Rushman, Santander, Urias, um, uh should be in the lineup here too. So um, there's a, a a decent core of righties and switch hitters right there. So um, don't mind Baltimore as a stack either. Royals and Tigers, again, um, We have, I think it's the same situation as the A's and uh, Baltimore. You've got two marginal pitchers here. You have Daniel Lynch, who's a reverse splits guy. So um, Detroit doesn't really have much right-handed power, but maybe there's some one-offs there. And then Drew Hutchinson, who's like five-five, but I'm just really not interested there. So as for Kansas City, it's just pretty much the top of this lineup, and everybody else is just kind of um, – almost like minor league guys that have just got kind of got promoted here and it is september um second so you know watch you're gonna see a lot of people start to um get called up and um sorry going back to baltimore like gunner henderson i know is a decent um prospect also i think he hit his first home run yesterday or the day before it was just it was recently um I mean, he's a lefty lefty matchup, but we just, we're just going to keep on McKinley and I just keep on combing through these lineups. And I mean, you should find some nice value guys that are, are getting a chance up here and you're going to be, they're going to be facing pitchers against, you know, if these teams are out of playoffs um that are marginal also. So uh, it's a good opportunity to some young talent to face some questionable major league pitchers and um, potentially do well. So so Kansas City, like I said, like the top three, like maybe if you want a mini stack there, they could put up some runs. If you want to throw in some other uh, of the lefties there, like maybe Massey or Prado, then I'm fine with that. Uh, Detroit on the other side, like I don't really love it against Lynch, but these guys are so cheap too if you need them to fill in. I prefer Oakland um, or some of the Baltimore guys that I talked about, but, um, you know, these are definitely ways to be ah. Uh, a little bit different Seattle and um the Guardians you have Castillo and please Castillo's been solid recently and Cleveland's just kind of on the decline besides Jose Ramirez and occasionally like Naylor um Gonzalez is is a decent young guy here but like he's I'd rather have him against lefties um because he's a righty so and just the bottom of this lineup is just like Richie Palacios uh Luke Malley Will Benson I mean, there's just not names that really inspire awe. So I think Casillo is definitely in, in play here at 9K. Anywhere from maybe 14 to 17 DK points probably get out of him. Uh, look on the other side. So it's just an average pitcher also. He gave up three home runs in his last outing, if I recall. I think they were pretty early in the game. He settled down after that. But uh, Seattle's just been hitting really well. And like I said, this is a scary team going forward. They could really you know, maybe a couple more off-season moves, these guys are going to come together and they could, I'm not going to say they're going to be like the next Houston or Toronto, but I mean, they could have a formidable core of players and, and you know, get some pitching in there and be, be a decent team um, to contend. Because if you look at the rest of the West out there too, like, who do you really have? Like the A's are, are struggling rebuilding and uh, the angels. I know they still have Trout and Otani, but Otani might leave after um, soon, you know, when his contracts up. So, you know, besides like, there's really not a ton of competition out there besides uh, Houston. So it's um definitely going to be um, fun to watch these guys over the next couple of years. So anyways, I do like them today uh i think they're down in my gpp stacks just because uh wind's gonna be blown in a little bit in cleveland so um but still i think that um they definitely they have a four total they're definitely in play here and then uh the guardians on their side not interested at all i mean they might be a leveraged stack if i could steal against some ownership Texas and Boston, um, the game was 9-8 yesterday. Um, Texas is putting up some runs. Boston starting to put up some runs. It's got a 10 total here, so definitely not playing Dallas Cuggles. Nick Favetta has been solid recently. However, Texas has been also, so something's got to give. Uh I'm okay with Pavetta potentially in some GPPs. I'm not touching him in cash, but I'm also okay with some Texas bats. So I think that's where we're at. Boston's favorite stack on the slate here. They're 5.7, so Dallas title is horrible. They've got a lot of good right-handed hitters. So Pham, Bogarts, probably would skip Verdugo. They might see like Kiki Hernandez or somebody move up um, to the second spot here or one of their, their younger guys. Um Like Donovan or somebody get in. I forget if he's he's a lefty or righty, but just check it. You might not see Verdugo as um, he might move down in the lineup or get the day off. But Xander, Devers is fine against lefties. He hits both sides well. He's starting to come back around. Um, Had a little bit of slump there, but he's getting better. JD, I mean, I'd. Probably leave him out of the stack. I'd rather play Story. I think he's probably one of the top plays here. I'll come back from injury. He's looking good. And they said, like, dollback Pulicky's like a 2K catcher's got the split. So, I mean, you can do a wrap around. There's so many ways you can stack Boston. It's really good. And Texas, I mean, it's really hard to stack the whole team here. pavetta has been reverse splits a little bit, but, you know, I, but he's been better recently. So, I think Texas is in play definitely for a GPP stack. And I, I like the total. So, on both sides here nationals and the Mets, uh, Josiah Gray and Peterson. Zaire Gray hasn't been bad recently, but the Mets, I always say, is a, is a bad matchup. So, I'm not if you want him to play him as a cheaper pitcher, I mean, they he's still almost 8k. I mean, there's much cheaper guys I'd rather play, so I don't have him in the total fade, but he might be more like the no interest. um, Category for me. Peterson, I think, is like really probably the best point per dollar on the slate. He's a huge favorite here. He's been pitching well recently. Washington is just horrible. Like Voigt used to be good against righties. Cruz used to be or lefties. Cruz used to be good against lefties. There's really nobody here that really scares me in this lineup. Um could they put up some runs? Yes, but I think overall Peterson is going to have a decent outcome here and um, could definitely be your SP2 or maybe even your SP1 if you're going more mid-range guys and high-range guys today. Yankees and Rays, you have Herman and Springs. Herman for stretch was not missing any bats, but he's been better recently. And Tampa Bay is banged up again. Lau is back out. So they've lost some of their pitchers. I mean, it's just Going to be really hard for them to contend in such a competitive um, league. Although the Yankees, who look like that they had this division wrapped up at the All Star break, have slipped and um, their lead keeps on diminishing day by day. So I mean, this could be a very interesting ending. So I wouldn't count Tampa Bay out yet, but I think more likely um, it's going to be between. Toronto and and the Yankees and maybe even Baltimore because like, they seem to be playing better than the Red Sox and Tampa Bay um, which could be could be a surprise so this is going to be interesting but this is awesome this is baseball and this is why we, we like watching it such a long season so and many things can happen but anyways back to the game here herman i think he's okay if you're looking for a cheap pitcher i think I'd like him better than gray um you're saving about a thousand dollars there springs on the other side has been decent recently i think he'd be at the top of the cheap ones but and the Yankees have been a little bit cold but they're a lot of right-handed bats here. So I, I think the Yankees could be a very sneaky GPP stack tonight to actually put up some runs. Um, Mayhu, Judge, Stanton, Donaldson, Torres, Trevino, um, Oswell, Perez, who's been decent at shortstop. It's dropped back down to 2K, but like, i know sorry, it's was Cabrera, um, who's a switch hitter who came up and has been decent outfield shortstop eligible shortstop. is kind of gross at some points. Like, I mean, if let's like, I like Cray tonight. I like, um, you know, Seeger. like I said, I like, I like with Texas, but there, there's not a ton of um, shortstops. Like if you look at major stacks, like yes, Sander Bogart's probably going to be the highest owned one Lindor from the Mets is okay. But like St. Louis, I, I hate putting admins there. Um Atlanta is up against good pitcher. So it's like if you want cheap shortstop, I think Cabrera is definitely in play here. Tampa Bay bats, I'm putting them in like the 150 max, really not interested in here. I think German is going to be okay. And um, besides like David Peralta here, there's really nobody in this lineup that I really want to put out there facing him. So Peralta's a one-off that's the you only know, interest in Tampa Bay. Marlins and Braves Rain in Atlanta it rains almost every day in atlanta or florida it seems like the summer so i'm not super concerned so only about 30% so just just a note of mentioning just watch it just in case things change but i think we'll be fine two good pitchers here alcantara and Mullerton alcantara highest priced pitcher on the slate Again, I think he's more of a GPP than a cash play because he's a good pitcher and Rays do have strikeouts. Rays are a really good offense. So, I again, this is something has got to give here, and I don't know which way it's going to go, so I'm not going to play it in cash. Morton on the other side I think is probably going to be my top pitcher if you're paying up because the Marlins aren't um, really a, a great offense. They put up runs every so often, but I think – and I don't understand, like, what's going on here. Like – John birdie is like 53 on the Marlins. that is just an egregiously wrong too high price but the rest of the Marlins are almost free here so uh, again a decent leverage stack against Morton if you want some cheap bats but again Oakland's probably my favorite one I would take or I'd like like the Detroit KC pieces better than um the marlins but if you want like a low ownership cheap stack and if you're multi-entering like 150 max and they definitely play the braves i think would be the top gpp stack of the night they should be a leverage stack but i think that just how good they are they come out of the leverage category and they go into the gpp category because they will have low ownership but they have a lot of potential with that lineup uh, Minnesota and the White Sox, Sunny Gray and uh, Davis Martin. Just keep that in mind, there's two Grays on the slate. You have the one, um, Josiah from Washington. You have Sunny here for Minnesota. Um, don't think I'm really interested in um Sunny Gray here. As you can see, he didn't even make the board. I don't know why. I thought I got everybody up there, but maybe I put somebody up there twice. But anyways, if I had to put them someplace, I'd probably put them. Uh, down in the bottom of the meteor range there with dutmers and, and Cobb uh, I think he's in consideration here for for GPPs um, but because the White Sox can struggle at times and the wind is blowing in in Chicago about eight miles per hour so uh, it's 84 degrees so it's kind of warm so Well, We'll see what's going on there. Davis Martin on the other side is definitely a fade for me or no interest right there. As for bats, I think the twins definitely um, are in consideration here. Nick Gordon has been white hot recently. He has been hitting very, very well and he's so cheap. It's just amazing that um, he's only like 2-2 on DK, which is a phenomenal price for a guy and it's cool also because he's like dual eligible he's can be you can use him as an outfielder or second base which is sometimes to fill in but his last game's 16 dk points 20 dk points and then six nine he had a couple bagels there then a 10 but he, he's been pretty consistent recently and this is a good matchup he's got the splits so like him there um definitely white Sox on the other side i think it's just a stack or fade things um I mean, they they seem to be relatively cheap now with um, Roberts and um, if uh, Jimenez is still out of the lineup too. So like Abreu is the most expensive guy here, but Andrews has been leading off at two four. Then then you have Vaughn Sheets in the fifth spot at two three is not bad. He has a splits, but really don't like. I, I I can't. Don't think I could even find four guys to stack on this team. So maybe some of the um, one offs here, maybe. Uh, maybe go, um, you know, Elvis, uh, sheets and ground all, but they're not even really close. I mean, there's Vaughn and Abreu. Like I really don't want to pay up for them in this matchup. So going to move on from them. 13 games late, plenty of other options, Cubs and Cardinals, Samson and Montgomery, Samson's a no Montgomery has been solid recently. He had one, um, kind of bad game in between like his success against, um, last time out, but it was Atlanta. And as we said, Atlanta's a good uh, offense and he's a lefty and they're primarily a right-handed dominant team. But before that, he just faced the Cubs. He had 42.7 points in Chicago, um, did well against Colorado, Milwaukee. Ever since he got traded from the Yankees, he's just been very, very good. He actually faced the Yankees like three times in four starts, which is kind of, kind of weird. And um, so maybe I'm reading that box where long. maybe that's when he was with the Yankees and it just said, but anyways, just looking at his last um, three starts after, um, you know, recently before the one where we had the, the issue with Atlanta, he's been solid. So I'm okay with him against the Cubs here. Uh, Samson on the other side, like said, absolutely. No. The Cubs, I think, would just be a leverage stack against Montgomery. If you want to play the righties, the wind is blowing out in St. Louis a little bit, and that does help hitting. It's only three miles per hour, so it's not too significant. It's only 81, so it's not like it's 90-some degrees. So if you want to stack some of the righties here, and it looks like they're going to throw out almost an all-right-handed lineup against him, I'm fine with that. Um, but St. Louis, I think, is be a very quiet stack. Like We were on them a lot last um, week when they were at Coors and had some decent matchups, whatever. That was, um, who are they playing? Oh, they, they was against the Cubs that they had good. And then, then they played Atlanta and then they played Cincinnati, but they just really didn't. I mean, there's the one game they put up 13, but then they kind of cool, cooled off in the um, next couple ones. So I think they're in this slate, they're going to kind of get lost. And I think they're my third favorite stack here. Um, they might be a second because just like the weather in New York for the Mets just doesn't really look um, great. We'll get to those. Um, them coming up here actually did we pass it off yeah we already talked about the Mets against the Nationals so um I just just with the Mets recently it's some like I really like Volga but he's been quiet lately he just really hasn't hit as, as a lefty and I mean Nemo and stuff I they're they're a decent stack but I really think like St. Louis could be just so sneaky here um and uh, newbar should go to the top of the lineup. He's been hitting down further, like Donovan. And there is a a lefty, um, you know, Dickerson. Plus, then throwing like the bigger bats of Goldsmith, Arenado, um, O'Neill, um, Carlson. Like, they, they've got a lot of guys to mix and match here. So, just whoever's at the top of the lineup that has the splits, so you can just throw them in and make a nice lineup, get two decent pitchers in there, throw in a couple value plays. And, you know, I, I really like that for um, a cash or a GPP build. Houston and the Angels, Lance McCullough and Reed Detmers. McCuller is decent. But the Angels have been getting better recently since Trout has come in. Um, I think uh, you might see Ford in there a little bit higher up in the lineup because um, I think their first baseman was um, – out for a while with injury and accusing Yankees and he used to come in at like mid price against the righty. And every so often, like I uh, hit a home run or so, and, and be a, a, a smash play. So I'm not, I'm not saying he's a smash play on this lane. I'm just saying that there's potential for the angels to be better than they have been because we were targeting about a month ago. And now I think, you know, we could take that target off of them because they're becoming a better lineup. Um, So McCullough, has uh, struggles with walks we can put guys on base so you know especially if you get some walks at the bottom of this lineup and then you get like Trout and Otani up there and Brian Fulo who's been decent also uh, you should be able to um, they should be able to put up some runs here so not interested really in McCullers a ton I'd rather take Peterson or maybe Prevetta I think is in a, in a better matchup um, even against a hot Texas team, where Castillo, I think is is better than all of them. So I might I might re rank them here. Um, now that I'm kind of thinking about this more, we'll put him here. We'll put out here, and we'll put McCullers here. Okay, that that feels a little bit better. See, we talk this out like sometimes we make better decisions. Uh, Reed Detmer on the other side. I have him down here um, also in consideration. I know Houston is a horrible lineup to go against you. They've got a lot of righties with power. Um, They don't strike out a lot and they don't walk a lot. Um, But he's been solid in in recent starts. So if you want to take a dart on him in a GPP, he's a little expensive at 8.6, but maybe 5% if you're doing 150 max. Get him in like maybe two or three of your lineups and, and just see what happens. He might be a little bit surprising if he continues in his um, current form. So bat-wise, uh, Houston, I think you can always consider them in, in cash, especially, like I said, they have a the split advantage. And the Angels, I think, definitely make a leverage stack if people are going to look at the name of McCullers and being on Houston and, and think that it's a good matchup and not know like about the walks and how much better um, the Angels have been if they haven't been paying attention to that brewers and diamondbacks both these teams have been hitting well recently eric lauer and zach davies lauer not very interested in here i think 90k is too expensive for him and um Arizona's going to throw a lot of righties um adam potentially here and then zach davies on the other side i think it's okay yellow is just probably going to be out of the lineup but you still have like Tellus and wong and uh Thomas hits both sides well so and it, it's pretty much a pick them game here. It should be really close. So Davies, I'm probably going to fade and Lauer is definitely in the no interest category. Milwaukee Brewers, I think, you know, they're relatively cheap, especially if you is out there, you just take Adamas out and then the highest priced guy is probably Renfro or tell at four, four and four, one, um, Besides Adamas, like I said, at 5'3. The rest of the teams only like 3K. So you can fit them in. But again, they're not a priority here. And Arizona, I think they would be my favorite cheap stack. Then I'm not talking like the all the hyper cheap stacks like Oakland and Detroit and, and Kansas City and um Miami. I'm talking about like teams that don't have too many guys you have to pay up for. So you, I probably just going skip Rojas here if I do stack them, but you Kelly might lead off at three five. Marte is switch here at four three, and then Walker, at f- or four nine, and Walker four three, then Rivera at three one, decent. Um, Stone Garrett if in there at like two three, like you can you can make a lot happen. Um, with the Arizona stack, and I think they've got some sneaky potential here. So against Lauer, who can struggles every so often here and they have the split advantage and Arizona just seems to be putting it together every so often putting up some runs. So kind of like them there. Dodgers and Padres. We've got a decent pitching matchup here. You Darvish and Dustin May, Dustin May, I think he's had two starts back. I think he plays faced Miami both times. So a good way to get back into major league rotation, but at 10 K, he doesn't go deep enough. I think they're like easing him back in probably going to use them like Maybe for like the playoffs or or so, um, depending on the health of their other pitcher. I mean, they lost Walker Buer for the year, and Kershaw's is working his way back. So, I think they just want to have options. They might just like kind of pair like maybe like Kershaw and May like in a in a start, like piggyback a couple of these starters together, just to try to um, you know be be competitive to win another World Series. Uh, Darvish on the other side, like he's a good pitcher, but he's up against a good lineup. It's another case of something's got to give. And in this case, not knowing which way it's going to go, I think, you know, Darvish, if, if you could pay up for him, but I think he's GPP only may again, I, I really can't have much interest in him. He could only get like 10 to like 12 DK points with the amount of time he goes. And the Padres have a much, have a decent lineup here. So um. You know, I I just really don't want to pay 10k for a guy against like the Padres and then the Dodger. Bat wise, I think both of these two are probably a top leverage stack on the slate because I think people are going to look at the pitching situation and look at the teams and be like, I don't know which way it's going to go. So I would just stack them. I wouldn't take one offs here at all. So if you're playing. In your 20 max, I think you don't even have to go like expand to 150 max. If you're in a 20 max, you can play a Dodger stack, you can play a Padre stack, and I think you're fine in in, in those GPPs. Final game we have is Philadelphia and um, San Francisco. Kyle Gibson, he's been good at times, and San Francisco's been down, but I just I don't think I'm not really interested here. Alex Cobb, I think, is another great value on the slate here. At seven eight, he's been solid recently, and I know Philadelphia has been well. I know the wind's blowing out twenty miles per hour, so uh, Philly definitely makes my second favorite GPP stack behind Atlanta. But I also think there's value in a GPP and playing Cobb as a as a cheap pitcher, Um, just to if he continues his his form here and um, was able to go and shut these Phillies bats down. I think he can have a really good night, and at seven eight, that's an awesome price. So. That's a lot to um, to go over here, so let's just talk about some builds to simplify things and um, get you on your way for your to start off your weekend, Labor Day weekend, actually. So I'm um, again with the theme of not paying up for pitchers, not going to take Alcantara or um, Morton in um, cash on DK here. I'm going to take Cobb and Peterson. I think. Um, that they're solid enough. If Cobb scares you, then if you want to throw Morton in there, I, I think he's definitely um, safe for Castillo. Um, oh, that's what I, the problem is. I got Castillo in there twice, so probably somebody who's already put that in the comments by now. So here's what we'll do: we'll put that there, and here is where Sonny Gray should be. Okay. Drink some more coffee. Maybe we'll be more awake on this. Sorry, guys and girls. Um. So what I'm doing is, like I said, definitely a stack Boston here. So Story, Devers, Xander, and Fam are the core. Second, third, um, shortstop and outfield. So then decide. I wouldn't take Verdugo here, like Kiki Hernandez or, um, Durbin or whoever or Donovan or like whoever like those like rookies that are there that um, might be right-handed um if for some strange reason like jeter downs is leading off if he's even called up here and expat gets the day off then i mean definitely somebody to consider he was um he's gonna be a star coming up with them um, Doll back at first base like it all depends on who this boss lineup is um and like you, you primarily want to target the righties and i'm okay with devers being a lefty because he hits lefties well also I'm going to go with the A's as my secondary stack. So, and and I guess you can play JD Martinez here too. So Langer is at catcher. And then at first base, I mean, you have Murphy, you have um, like Garcia that I said at 2K there um, and outfield. Um, I think you can play Kemp. You can, I think um, Brown can go there also. So you've got a lot of options with A's to fill out um, the rest of this lineup. For FanDuel Cash, uh this is a little bit different here. Like Elk and you can get up to here if you want to. Um, you can play Morton there, or you can play Peterson or, or Cobb. Like there's 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 many options. Most of my builds I went with um Elk and Morton, they just all wouldn't fit on the line. Um, but um Peterson opens up so you can get like um another secondary stack like Seattle with a one off in there with Boston. So again, Story Deavers, fam uh who i'm taking probably going to take xander bogart as shortstop there and then i'm going to fill in with oakland guys if i'm paying up for El Contreras or for morton if i'm taking peterson and i have more money then i'm probably going to go with seattle where um i can get um france there um or like it's a santana if you want to pay down and then in outfield i'd probably um, skip the Oakland guys, and I'm probably going to take, like, J-Rod or Hangiger. Um Winker's been a little bit uh, sluggish recently, so I don't know if I'd, I'd take him. Or Raleigh, uh, the catcher, I, I don't mind that in the utility spot um, either or uh, for the first base. Like, he's been um, decent recently and all this year, too. So GPPs, um, Morton, Montgomery, I think that's a very solid pairing there of pitchers. And then St. Louis, like so Goldsmith um, or Poolhouse, if if you're either one there, Gorman, if he's in the lineup, Carrera newt bar gordon if gorman's not in the lineup then i might move um gordon up there and then that there's more outfield um spots and that really solidifies the second base option so again we'll just have to see what who comes out in the st louis lineup if carlson's in there he's a great outfield one if um donovan's in there he'd fill in for third base i like playing over Arenado because of the savings so um just mix and match but st louis is the priority for me again i think they're gonna be sneaky i think they're gonna do very well and then finally gpp for FanDuel. morton's my pitcher same thing i'm looking at a st louis stack with uh, minnesota pieces mixed in and um i think that's what we have so hope everybody has a safe uh labor day weekend um i think mckinley has a video tomorrow we'll figure out who's doing sunday and then um you know we'll definitely have a video for Monday. Uh, being a holiday, they might have like us um, two slates. They might have an early, late. I haven't looked at it yet, so uh, we'll see what's going on there. But we'll make sure we have that that covered. We got so many things coming up. Um, we got college football. We got EPL on the channel. We have um, what else we got going on? We have uh, NASCAR coming up. Um, probably won't have an Xfinity video just because they're so. Little time between when we find out what the lineups are going to be and the uh, start of the actual race is only like a two three hour period, and then we have, um, but we'll definitely have the cup one for the Southern Five Hundred, which is one of um, our favorite races of the year at Darlington. So, thanks for watching. I'm Gregor Thirty One. If you have any questions, put them in the comments below. And like I said, your comments have been phenomenal recently. Really helped us like think about these things and. um, you know, we're going to get to a point in time where we're still focusing on baseball and a lot of other people move on to NFL and uh, college football and, and other things and an opportunity to make money and especially the best day to play baseball and I'll, I'll remind you all of this coming up is the monday after the nfl season starts because if the new people get in there and they win a little bit in the nfl and they get a taste for it and they want to compete they're going to try their hand at baseball and they're not going to be as prepared unless hopefully they watch our video here maybe that helps them out so uh, that's a good opportunity to usually make money i've had some really successful days the monday after nfl um, kicked off with people um getting new to like dfs and 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 putting money in and then winning some and then trying it in baseball and, and, and not doing as well. So, so thanks again, Uh, again, hit me up on Twitter at MegaWear31, like our video that just subscribe to our channel so we know when all these videos are coming out and share with your friends, you know, if we're helping you, then like, let us help other people too. So community has just grown awesome for, um, almost getting closer and closer to having 4,000 subscribers. So, um, you know, hopefully we can do that by the end of the year, and that would just be an awesome celebration to have. So, thanks again for watching. I appreciate it. I'm Mega Ruler 31. You know how to get a hold of me, and I'll go look in your contest today, and we'll see you next time.